Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, adults of all ages. First of all, it is Tuesday, uh, November 1st, 2022. You're listening to the Sports Keep here on Twitch and on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And of course, you are listening to the voice of the Sports Cave. It is Robbie Clark, along with the other voice of the Sports Cave. It is Kyle Galuli. Uh, it is 65 degrees outside currently. November 1st, 2022, in the state of Connecticut. It is going to be in the 70s this weekend. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, some weird weather. Don't make sense. But I'll tell you, I, I it's because I, honestly, everything I ever say, with the exception of some that's going to be coming up uh, very shortly, I just want to make Twitch followers to uh, get in here before, you know, they get to hear the excitement. Um, I said it was going to be a cold fall because normally – Maybe you can attest this too. Don't we get like two, three weeks most times of like perfect fall weather, 60 degrees during the day, perfect for the nighttime for a fire? Like it's, it doesn't last that long, wouldn't you say? No. Honestly, I don't even really pay attention. Two years ago, we had the big snowstorm on on Halloween. True. Yeah, me, it's gotten a lot, a lot better with uh, me actually more instead of snow in fall time, it snows more in. Honestly, it feels like it snows later in wintertime, like after the new year is when we start to get our heavy stuff. I'm very confident in saying I think we're going to have a really brutal fucking winter this year. I mean, I I like a good snow. I'm good for like one. But you know what I don't like? Do you remember the one ice storm we had last year where the whole roads were just plastered? Was it uh, beginning of January? No, 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 no. I think this was uh, I think this was November, December. Last year, I guess I don't. You know what? All, all I remember was the snow. No, we was, had a snow at the beginning of it was January. after my uh, car accident with the Kia, so it had to be December or January. Because I remember we had a good snowstorm. It was like, I think the second week or right at the end of the first week of January. Because I remember, remember work was really weird when we had the snowstorm, and then actually it got COVID. Yeah, COVID from a snowstorm. Intriguing. Not from the snowstorm, but I just remember it was just like right the day or so after the, we had a snowstorm. I tested myself and was like, ooh, positive. You know, one of the flakes wasn't filled with COVID. It gave you COVID. How confident are you right now? Two and a half percent. <laughs> well, two and a half percent can lead to a lot of crazy things. But uh, how was MetLife Stadium? How was the uh, Jets-Patriots game? Which, by the way, you lost in your picks because you took the Jets. You said, I'm fine. I'm fine thing. with that. Uh, the game was nice. Stadium was really nice. It was a couple of interesting, uh, interactions with Jets fans. Yeah. Tell me so, about it. Tell me about it. So one, so it was right after the, um, what my, I should have been a pick six thrown by Mac Jones. Cause that call was kind of BS, but there's a fan sitting a row in front of me maybe about three, four seats to my right. Haven't talked to this fan the whole game. Not haven't said a word. He just turns around and just does, hey, bullshit fan. That was a bullshit call, wasn't it? And I'm like, don't know how to react to that because I kind of agree with you. It was kind of a BS call, but like, what did I do to deserve that? Yeah. And then there was some, uh, some funny things said in, in the bathrooms as uh, we were – Waiting in line during halftime. I don't know if it's should I say them? <laughs> Bless you. But should I say them though? What was said? Uh, as long as it's not like racial or anti Semitic. Oh, yeah. 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 As long as it's not Kyrie Irving. Um, what was said in the bathroom? So it was one guy said, because the lines were pretty long when you're inside, and uh, someone said, uh, You guys better hurry up. I'll piss myself. I got no shame. I was like, Okay. Then someone, uh, the next thing that was said was, uh, you guys just, co- just double up on the stalls and just cover it up with your left hand. Just don't cross hey. streams. It was like, okay. And then the last thing it was, this was actually said as I was using the bathroom said, if you shake it more than two times, we know what you're doing. It was just like, okay. Jets fans are very interesting. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, I told you my last time I met life stadium, they were all miserable as they should be. Yeah, wow. but it was a it was a fun time overall. Not a not a bad experience. Obviously, winning the game helped. Tailgating was fun. Well, you know what else is fun? We're about five minutes into this uh, episode here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's gonna be really fun. What I'm about to say, right? Yep. 
Steve Nash, you're fired! Woo! Yeah! Oh my God, it's about goddamn time! My God! I'll ditch out some questions. Ditch out some questions. Like, what was the the final, like, kind of, like, nail in his coffin? Because I know it is early in the season. I thought maybe they may wait a little bit longer to see if it could play out well. But, like, what was the final, like, okay, let's pull the trigger and get rid of him? Last night, he told the owner and Sean Marks that the team won't respond to him. The team gave up on him. And the team gave up on him mm-hmm. way before KD said that he wants uh, Steve Nash and Sean Marks fired. The team gave up on him last year. A lot of his rotations in the roster, it just, it baffles me. I mean, there was one point this year, this short into the season, you had Ben Simmons, Kyrie, Royce O'Neal, Nicholas Claxton, and Dayron Sharp in the lineup. The only shooter there is Kyrie. It's it, Look at the way you have to shoot the ball. You have to have, I'm not saying you can't have I guess what I'm trying to say is the power forward and center positions, if one of them can't shoot, it's useless. It's virtually useless. Question from Miami. How do you feel about the Nets are hated by the women in Jewish community? Uh, I'm not going to get a part of that, Trevor. I am staying completely out of Kyrie's anti-Semitism, or if I'm saying that correctly, I'm staying away from all that, and I'm staying away from them. It's not official yet. If they do bring in Ime Adoku, I'm staying away from that as well. I'm just looking at this as a basketball perspective. Uh, yeah, zero distractions going on in Brooklyn, right? Yes, there is. And you know what? It doesn't help, too, when I go on Twitter today and see that Joe Sai is a part of uh, genocide as well. So, yeah, there's a lot of shit going on in Brooklyn that is not good. Basketball, you know, outside of basketball. Basketball-wise, it ain't going well either. <laughs> It's going to get better with the firing uh, of Steve Nash. It's only going to get better from here. He lost. Like I said, he lost the locker room way before Kevin Durant ever requested for him and Sean Marks get fired. I can remember watching a summer league game. And uh, if you guys remember of Cam Thomas, a guy who hit the game winner, uh, an MSG last year against the Knicks, that was all over the internet because it was like a 32 foot step back, three point jump shot that I remember watching live on TV and going berserk. It was absolutely incredible. Steve Nash tweeted him during the summer league game, and all you see him do is roll his eyes. Steve Nash is a great point guard, but Kyle, I think you were with me at the time when they hired Steve Nash, and I told you from the start I didn't like it because it gave me the Jason Kidd vibes when the Nets had the big five, big six, big seven, whatever you want to call it. When you have all of those, when you have what's supposed to be the big three at the time, which was KD, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden, that's a lot of egos. It's a lot of egos to fill. And you need a head coach that has experience and is going to set the tone. Steve Nash is not going to be that guy. Steve Nash is well-respected, but I don't think he has that edge to him to be, you know, the words like, hey, I'm your boss. Do as I say. I don't think he has that edge to him. I don't think it's just built in him. I think Steve Nash could be a, a, a maybe a decent coach, but it has to be at a team where it's rebuilding process. That's how the Nets got started in the first place. It was a rebuilding process. They brought in Kenny Atkinson, and he developed a team to where it got to, which attracted Kyrie and Katie. As it comes to replacements, Ime Adoku, basketball coach, he was clearly one of the best last year. Quinn Snyder, I don't think he would fit because he's very defensive. I feel like you've got to have that offensive versatility as a head coach as well, which Ime has. Mark Jackson, I would love to see Mark Jackson get a head coaching job, and I'll tell you the next thing. We ha- I don't think, when you look at everything that Kyrie's gone through these last couple years with the Nets, he hasn't had that head coach that he can connect with. What Kyrie tries to speak out about, and sometimes he clearly does it the wrong way, he doesn't have, Steve Nash can't connect to Kyrie. Kenny Atkinson can't connect to Kyrie. I, I-, I really believe which I'm not trying to be racial here. If a black head coach was a part of the Brooklyn Nets, they could pull them aside because they've been through things that, you know, I haven't been through. You know what I mean? They've seen a lot of shit throughout their lives that I haven't had to see. 
So when it comes to those matters, you have the head coach who can be like, listen, man, come here and come talk to me. Where Steve Nash, he lost Kyrie at a dinner party at his own house. Steve Nash walked out of his own house because Kyrie told me, he's like, bro, you don't relate to me right now. You don't. <laughs> so Ime Adoku, Mark Jackson, Jock Vaughn, whoever the head coach is going to be, I just see a significant upgrade now that Steve Nash is gone. Let's see. Let's go through all these messages here. Let's see. You're saying it. I, I said it correctly. Beautiful. Luca is better than Kyrie. Shut the fuck up, Ryan. Well, that is true. You know what, Trevor? I, I know. I, I don't watch too much college football, but I can remember a couple years ago people shitting on Tennessee, and now they're the number one ranked team in college football, Kyle. They haven't been relevant since Peyton Manning, and now they are the number one seed in all of college football. Also, I got a free dinner last Saturday. Shout out to John Plouffe. I told him I would take UConn. They updated the spread. When we first looked at the spread, which was before college football even started, UConn, I think it was getting like plus 15. They were plus eight at the game. I said, there's no doubt in my mind UConn's win this game. They end up winning 13-3. Let's go! Who did they play? Boston College. It's also the first time in UConn's uh, college football history that they beat BC. They beat Fresno State. Now they're beating BC. It's looking good for hopefully the future. Also, so you're going to go to an expensive dinner, right? We went to Bears Smokehouse Barbecue. Ooh, good yeah. stuff. Cornbread, mac and cheese, and brisket. Oh, so good. Nice. Um, shout out to Michigan State and those players for what they did to that one um, or two Michigan players. Uh, your assholes, your scumbags, and your pieces of shits. Yeah, I'm so what that. started that? Like, I, I saw started, the video. But the dude was getting jumped by four or five of them. Hmm. Yeah, Talked Trevor also went to um, Jacksonville, I saw, to watch, um, uh, who was it, uh, Georgia and Florida, if I'm correct, in Jacksonville on Saturday for college football. I could be wrong. Honestly, I don't know off the top. Trevor, let us know how it was in the comments. I'm definitely interested. I mean, that's a, you know, that's probably a hell of an experience for you to see. I know he's pretty big in college football. And if I remember, Trevor is a Miami fan. Do you? All right, um, back to the Brooklyn Nets. Kyle, I'll just ask you, I know you really don't give a shit as it pertains to the Nets. Were you shocked that Steve Nash was fired today? And I'll tell you, I sure as hell was. I was uh, surprised that he got fired this early. I was expecting him to get fired at some point with how last season ended and how like you've talked about, because obviously you watch most, if not all, of the games. About all. I, I did expect him to get fired. I just was surprised it was this this quick because I thought they'd give him a good amount of time into the season, maybe about like a third of the way through, see how it kind of plays out. But I'm not surprised that he got fired. It's just how early, but by the sounds of it, that's fans probably going to be happy. Cause I remember you last year, you kept mentioning how just a bunch of like a million different lineups. It's kind of like, with Aaron Aaron Boone, always change our own lineups with the Yankees. Yeah, like, I, I, I describing it was just like that. Yes, Kyle, I remember analyzing that as well. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, yeah, so, a million lineups, you always said. Steve Nash start off COVID year 2020 uh, after the bubble. Um, the Nets efficiency ranks uh, in his first year they were first offensively, they were 22nd defensively. Last year they were 10th offensively, 20th defensively. This year 16th offensively and 29th defensively. If there is a common pattern here, they're at the bottom in defense and the offense continued to spiral downhill. When you have Joe Harris, when you have Kevin Durant, when you have Kyrie Irving, Claxton has looked very good as it pertains to Ben Simmons. I said it uh, last time we were on the show. Ben Simmons isn't going to put up the same 15 points per game like he did with Philly because he doesn't need to when he's with this squad. Uh, he was obviously the second scoring option with Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris pitching in. Um, I just feel like whatever head coach they get from here, it's not going to be Sean Mark's decision. It's going to be combined. It's going to be more so of KD. I can't even see that Kyrie's going to get pitched in here. I don't know what's going to happen to Kyrie. I know he's not going to get waived. Um, and I know that everybody's going to Adam Silver for um, Kyrie's comments. But I wish y'all had that same energy that you do for Kyrie Irving right now for what Robert Sarver did or the gentleman that the San Antonio Spurs just released. Uh, why do they call him a gentleman? the asshole that the San Antonio Spurs just released because he kept showing his his private area 
to women openly walk and see them in the hallway. Just boom, flash them. Keep yeah, up I heard about that energy on Kyrie because never once did Kyrie ever say that, you know, he's against the Jews or whatever. The photo that he did posted, it's very skeptical. And that's what Kyrie loves because he loves getting attention. Last thing I want to mention. You have to find a head coach that's going to be able to contain Kyrie more so than Katie. Katie's playing basketball in Nunes thing. You have to find a head coach, a head coach that's going to be able to contain Kyrie. And the last analogy I'll give to you, it's outside the NBA. We didn't know that Antonio Brown was a crazy jackass until he left the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mike Tomlin held his ass in check. Bruce Arians wasn't able to do it. John Gruden wasn't able to do it. Hell, Bill Belichick wasn't able to do it. Fair. You got to find. mention to see how that plays out with Kyrie, though. That's a mess right now. <laughs> well, and if it's true that they're going to bring in Ime Odoku, well, it's going to be a bigger mess because they're not looking at basketball perspective. They're looking at outside of basketball. And the Celtics yeah. have already said if the Nets decide to go with Ime, there will be no trade. They will waive him and he can go sign freely with the Brooklyn Nets. To me, it's just weird. Why won't you at least try to get something? I, Kyle? We haven't heard the stories. The Celtics are locking that shit apart. I really feel like this could ruin the man's reputation and get him out of the league permanently. I really but, feel. Like, and honestly, why wouldn't at that point? Well, if it, it should be revealed, it should be revealed what he did. It should. It's like, why wouldn't it like, like, why would you not want to release if it doesn't look bad on you being the Celtics organization, then we'll, Really, what the fuck does it matter? Unless they were sitting on the information or like covering up or you would look bad in some form. Because if you don't, if it has nothing to do with you guys, then the fuck does it matter? Why wouldn't you just kind of put out there? Kind of like how the Seems odd. covering up their end of the spectrum when everything came out with Sean Watson. Honestly, I don't even know if they really covered up. It's just like no one talked about it. I mean, the information was put out that they put a, or they gave uh, him like NDAs that he could do that. I mean, the information was put out. No one paid attention to it. Why? I don't fucking know. Stupid, but it is what it is with that, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, I think maybe at the time of the signing is when we might find out the true details, like if it is to happen. But um, Sean Mark said absolutely not that they haven't found. Uh, the replacement for Steve Nash uh, as of yet. And the leading candidates were Ime and Quinn Schneider. So who's going to be the interim head coach? The assistant, Jock Vaughn. Jock Vaughn also took over for um, Kenny Atkinson when they relieved him of his duties. How did he do during none? Well, considering that it was the bubble year, I think he did the best that he could. Kyrie went out with the shoulder injury the rest of the year. And from there, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie, Levert carried um, carry them to the playoffs. Um, okay. Steve Nash's uh, goodbye message says, thank you, Brooklyn. A very heartfelt thanks to Joe and Clara Sai, along with Sean Marks for giving me the opportunity to coach the Brooklyn Nets. It was an amazing experience with many challenges that I'm incredibly, incredibly grateful for. Yeah, I bet there was a ton of challenges outside of the court. It was a pleasure to work with the players, performance team, front office every day. I'm especially grateful to my coaching staff and video room who are a talented group with such with so much character and professionalism. Lastly, thanks to Brooklyn and the passionate fans who support this team. Family first, and my family has found a home here and loves being a part of this beautiful community. I wish the Nets all the success in the world, and the Nationals will be rooting for our team as they turn this season around with the heart. Good, good simple message. And did you see that the Nets are also interested in talking to Carmelo Anthony about coming to Brooklyn? That'd be an interesting move. And Dwight Howard revealed that uh, then he was talked to the Nets and they say they want a big who can shoot. Well, um, I know two people that you can get that are big and can shoot. DeAndre Jordan, you saw? Did you see that three pointer? Three, I did. Uh, three people <laughs> that they can get that could shoot. Who? Who do you think? See if you uh, know two of the free agents that are currently out there that are big. Free agents. They're well-known names. They've been in the league for 10-plus years, and they're free agents. My brain, no. (laughs) 
Any team? The clue game again? All right, I'll play the team game. Portland Trailblazers, San Antonio Spurs. LaMarcus Aldridge? Marcus Aldridge. Next one. Kings, Warriors. The Marcus Cousins? Marcus Cousins. And this one, Pacers. He's a, this one's a free agent? No, he's not a free agent. This one is not. Oh, the Miles Turner? Yes, there's three people right fucking there. There's three people right there. If you really need a shooting big to back up Claxton, there's three right there. And I'd rather go with Boogie because he's cheaper and you won't have to give a first-round pick. Do you see anything? Speaking of, when you mentioned Dwight Howard, I saw that he said he wouldn't mind going to the Warriors to mentor James Wiseman. It's like, no, your ass wants a fucking ring. That's why you want to go to the Warriors. Like, come on now. <laughs> oh, Dwight Howard, I feel like he could teach Wiseman a lot. He could. He could but, you know, it's like – his in is to say, I want, I'll, I will mentor James Wiseman. I feel like his real reason is that's one of his best shots at getting a ring. And that's probably what he really wants because he doesn't have a ring. Right, right? Yeah, he does. Who do you get one with? Thank Was he with the Lakers when they were one of the bubble shit? Yep. Mm, okay. Yeah, Fake he got ring. He got his ring. Asterisk. Oh. Uh, rings a ring, I guess. I'm in agreement with you there. But um, anything going on with your Celtics that needs to be noted about? Yeah, some playing some uh, some good ball. Tatum and Brown playing pretty good. So who would you say is oh, your I, front runner MVP right now in the NBA? I I mean I would probably go with. I mean, if you're talking about the Celtics, I go with Tatum. Well, Tatum's pre- playing pretty fucking good. Are you going <laughs> to put him at number one? Are you putting him I'll in the league because you're not really sure what's going on in the league right now? Like this is this. No, is- I'll go. I'll go with a little because I know really early on the first well, like three, four games in particular, he was really playing really good. Like he was dropping thirty to what to forty. I think he did at least a couple of the first four games I saw. So I'll go with him. Why not? I'll go with the homer pick. One down homer. That shit. You're such a fucking homer. Um, hey, at least I say it. I guess it would come down to two people for me. Uh, one's the obvious Giannis. Giannis has been balling out. The Bucks are six and zero. And the other one for me is John Morant. I know Luke is doing special things, but John Morant has looked so fucking good. And this is without his second best player in Jaron Jackson. Does it? Do you think he like John Morant's kind of like Westbrook in his prime, but better? Rose like but better. Like he, I mean, it, it's surprising. D Rose in his prime. Like, like it's surprising, like how I'll take D Rose in his prime over Westbrook in his prime. Fair, I can get behind that. It's just like when you say highlights of John Morant, it's just like it's just different. Yeah. Like it's just like the the power and the speed when yeah. you attack the basket. It's like get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. It's like you're just hoping for the love of God that that doesn't doesn't wear him out over time and lead you to an injury. That's the problem. You gotta be careful with it. Because we see happen to D Rose, you know, you gotta be careful with it. You gotta be, yeah. you gotta know when to limit yourself. But I also think the problem with Derrick Rose too was like his game was really twitchy. Yeah, like John Morant's isn't that twitchy. It's no. it's it has a smoothness to it, but with some power and like good power and speed behind it. But it's smooth, no doubt. All right, uh, let's talk about the NFL really quick. Might as well recap the Pats and the Jets first. Um, the five and three. Five and two Jets fall to five and three, and the Patriots go to five hundred. What's that? A pick six? <laughs> Should I, that have been a pick six? I honestly, <laughs> I don't think I saw the play. I was going through red zone. I was. I, I think it should have. I think that was pretty was bullshit call. Was it that what? The pi call. Oh no! It was the uh, the. Or yeah, it was the roughing the passer, passer call. Passer. Yes. Yeah, roughing the passer call. That seemed a little. Uh, a little soft because that I, turned the game all around. The announcers, I, I can tell you, I heard a lot of the announcers saying that it's a rough in the passer the way it is now, the way the call is now. But I'm in agreement with you that it is the rough in the passer has gone completely out of control. Completely out of control. But that game, that game got turned around there because the Patriots were moving the ball a little bit throughout the first half and then would just sputter at some point. Then it looked like, I mean, he thankfully got called back being a Patriots fan, but I still don't know what the hell Mac Jones saw. Whoever picked that off. Uh, what if I right boom. 
what have I told you? He doesn't look the same from last year. His his decisions and the way he's reading, it doesn't look the same. But also, they have to give him the same offense that they're running for fucking Bailey Zappi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, after the second awesome. half, he played good, at least. There was that. It's very easy <laughs> to observe, uh, observe that. Um, Mac Jones did not win this game. I'm going to give a little bit credit to the defense, but I'm put all the blame on Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson played like shit. Zach I'll be there. Well, has the, to realize it's time to grow up. You're not in college anymore. And you need to stop, you know, holding onto the ball way too long and trying to do too much. You know, I get it. You're a MILF hunter. You love MILFs. You're trying to show off all the moms in the stands. All right. But you're not only jeopardizing your career and your earnings, but all your teammates offensively. And I get Vera Tucker out for the year. That's a big hit. All right. But also, Mike LaFleur deserves some criticism as well, the offensive coordinator. Why are you having Zach Wilson throw the ball 41 times? Stick to what I get. Brees Hall's out for the year, but that's why you trade for James Robinson. And you have Ty Johnson in the the back, who's been a part of all those sessions in the film room. So you leave with Michael Carter. If James Robinson can produce, great. If he can't, all right, Ty, you got to go when Michael's tired. They went away from what's gotten them to 5-2. and And I knew that the Jets were going to get in their own goddamn way Hence why I went with the Patriots. More so than just my heart, just my head. The Jets always get in their own head when they play the New England Patriots. Every damn time. They got because the thing is they got that touchdown, which was a beautiful throw by Zach Wilson early game. But after that, they didn't score until that last that last drive before the onside kick. I mean, there was a couple of times, especially in the third quarter, where I wish I knew exactly when it was, but there was a guy down the right sideline that it should have been an easy deep ball, probably a walk-in touchdown. But I don't know if Zach Wilson maybe wasn't looking there right away or didn't understand the defense properly, but kind of held that ball a split second longer than he should have. A little bit of pressure got there. He started to scramble around. And his interceptions were terrible. Like, yeah. Do you remember how many interceptions he threw against the Patriots the first time he met them? I think it was four. Six. Or was it five? Yes. Six. How? Six interceptions. Not not great, but not ideal. And Jets fans, they're living off their early success. But I also reminded you and everybody else, Packers are overrated this year. They are not looking good, and with no moves at the trade deadline, doesn't look any better. The Dolphins. They went to their third string quarterback because Teddy Bridgewater got concussed in the game. The Browns, Joe Flacco is an elite quarterback, as Kyle said multiple times, uh, led them to a amazing comeback, an absolutely incredible comeback. And the two other games are drawn a blank on. I mean, the Jets, I think the defense should get some shit too. Not obviously the majority the defense, of it. With the exception of Sauce Gardner. Because they kept, they got, uh, it was six, yeah, six sacks for 33 total yards, but they just kept giving up like big plays on like third down. Like it wasn't making any sense. Like, ow, it was very, very strange, but I'm happy I was wrong. I mentioned it before, uh, or sorry, not before, during the podcast when we picked it. I was like, I wouldn't be mad if I got this pick wrong. Yeah, I wonder how many picks you did get wrong because you picked the Jaguars over the Broncos. And the Broncos end up winning that. Let's. I'm going to load up your picks really quick. Mm. That's two, and I I think we were different in four games. Uh, we were both wrong about the Raiders being the Saints. Um, you had the Titans over the Texans. You had Washington over the Colts. You had the 49ers get beating the Rams. I think I had the opposite. Um, I, this was a bad week for us, Kyle. Bengals, Bengals, Giants. Uh. Raiders. It was it was a bad week for us. Jags. Yeah, you're not wrong on that. It was surprising that yeah, that bad. fucking Raiders game. You, you can't score. Seriously. Yeah, yeah, it's pathetic. Josh McDaniel like, get fired. It's like, not working. It's not working. Come back to New England. I, I did again. <laughs> I did take the 49ers, thankfully. That was one of my picks where it's like, I don't know. I'm going 28-27 49ers, and thank God I went with them. But that It was just surprising to know how the Jets had a lot of momentum. The should have been a pick six happens. They lose a little bit of momentum. Patriots come out to start the second half, touchdown. It was just 
it was just all down downhill from there. It's like the defense was trying, didn't do the greatest, didn't do the worst, but Zach Wilson was just like mess, absolute mess in that. Even though his stats, like yardage wise, what he had three hundred like fifty five yards, that's good. But he had three interceptions, and none of the interceptions were nice. Against the Dolphins, had over four hundred plus yards, but he looked terrible. Numbers yeah, when you watch the game, they looked terrible. True. I mean, it's like if you just oh, and yeah, because we'll just go through the drives in the in the second half. Missed field goal was their first drive, then a, a three and out punt interception, then another interception, uh, uh turnover on down. Sorry, brain lapse. Then a three and out. Then they got their touchdown, and there you go, ball game. So literally, practically, fucking nothing. The whole second half today. Um, I'm going to tell you what. You need a big bounce back in week nine. I've already beat you in three picks, and I'm already up three games. I'm about to be up six games. I don't know if I'm up seven or at six, but you need a big week nine. Eh. Eh? I can't wait for this jersey then. Yay! You're getting a youth-sized. I'll fucking kill you. Eh. All right. Um, what else could we recap here? Uh, the Panthers and the Falcons. You think the referees, the goddamn refs, get in the way? More, he gets the tying touchdown. Does he take his helmet off? Yes, but like, let the guy live in the moment. Let them live in the moment. This is for this is for sole possession of first place in the NFC South, which should be held by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. But they are absolutely terrible. This is what the quarterback that's that was in the XFL. And is now officially the starting quarterback and made one of the best throws this year. And with everything that surrounded DJ Moore, let him live. The referees took this game away from the Carolina Panthers. What was a 33-yard usual PAT attempt turned into 48 yards. When you're on that sidelines and you're preparing for 33, 15 extra yards is a pain in the ass. Do they get the chance? Of course they get the chance in overtime. They did. He missed. But the fact of the matter is the refs, are so flag happy this year. It's absolutely disgusting. It's disgusting. Get their, get your shit together. Let them play on Allen Robinson. The guy got in his face and he's telling them first down and he gets flagged in the Rams game. Let them live. As long as it's not sexually or violently inappropriate, let them live. The thing is, it by the rule, it, the rule sucks. But yes, it it is a penalty by rule. You hate to say it. it that's that's unfortunate. That's the problem. That's. The but, problem. I, but yeah, I saw the uh, the throw, the replay of it. That prob I wouldn't go right now. From what I see, that has to be the best throw of the year. I mean, it was a hail mary, like on a. Absolute dime because it wasn't he wasn't wide open, but he wasn't like ice tight coverage, but it was kind of in the middle ground where you had to have a pretty accurate throw. And it was beautiful. What I think it was a 65 yard throw on like in a bucket. Yeah. It's just like what a throw by like you said, an XFL quarterback. I mean, and then he takes his helmet off. It doesn't, but still a 48 yard field goal still should be. Not a give me, but you should make it. You're an NFL kicker. Yeah, well, the, arguably the best kicker, well, the second best kicker in football, Evan McPherson missed a 47-yard field goal yesterday against the Browns. So, again, these guys are already warming up on the sideline for PAT because at that point they needed a touchdown. They weren't kicking the field goal in any sort of imagination. So yeah, talk, talk really about really take away from your mental mindset and your preparation. But talk about a, a complete turn of events. So Panthers are like, oh, yeah, we're winning this game. And then you lose it. <laughs> Just like, well, that's a bitch. Foreman, uh, was very, very good for me. So uh, shout out to Devante Foreman or Dante Foreman. Um, what other games do we have to uh, recap here? No, I'm going to skip over the Broncos and the Jaguars because that was absolutely terrible to watch. Um, Saints Raiders, 20, what was it, 24-0 final score. Devontae Adams, one reception, five yards. I think this team is given. The Raiders should have brought back Rich Passacci. With everything that was going on last year, everything. Henry Ruggs, 
Dan or something Arnett. I'm, I'm sure Damian you, Arnett. Damian Arnett, John Gruden, and Rich Pasachi in that much of a shitty situation. They are a throw away from advancing in the in the AFC uh playoffs. And who knows, maybe they replace the Bengals and they go to the Super Bowl, Rich Pasachia, but it didn't happen. But the fact that they were that goddamn good without Devontae Adams and the team was all for him. You made such a big mistake, especially when you look at Josh McDaniels history with the Denver Broncos. It's like what I said. I'm going to say it for probably the hundredth time. Some coaches are meant to be coordinators. Some coaches are meant to be head coaches. Josh McDaniels is a damn good coordinator, not a good head coach. Dan Quinn, damn good coordinator, not good head coach. I feel like another, man, I mean, just the game, but another performance we need to talk about too. I feel like Christian McCaffrey's with the Niners to throw a touchdown rush for a touchdown, and catch a touchdown. Who was the last running back to do so? Excuse me. Uh, LaDainian Tomlinson. Yes. Probably against the Raiders because he did it practically every goddamn year, game he throw a touchdown against the Raiders. But, I mean, already paying off s- severe dividends. I mean, good luck facing that offense, man. <laughs> yeah, okay. no fucking kidding. Um, hell of performance. But then it leads to the question of the Rams overrated. If you ask me, Kyle, I think they are. I think the Rams are not the hype that you know they were last year. I think uh, they're getting the Super Bowl hangover. I didn't think it's the hangover. I think it's just more of they lost key, key parts. Like Odell Beckham played good, really good, mm-hmm. and especially in the Super Bowl until he got hurt. Yeah. Uh, Von Miller was a big-time player. He come up in key situations, and – um. Andrew Whitworth, their left tackle. I mean, an offensive line depleted. Pretty, pretty shit. Yep. <laughs> it's not that good. Last year, was it the world's greatest? No, but it, it could stand up when necessary. So now it's just like, I think you you lost a lot more than uh, what they thought. They thought they could replace it, and they are surely wrong right now. Well, I believe they do get a first-round pick in next year's draft. So if they're, you know. They'll trade it again for something. Huh? They'll probably trade it for something. The deadline's over until the offseason. Yeah, he'll probably do it. Find a way anyway. Well, for they better not fuck this up. I mean, it's insane right now. They, they, I, I don't think they're making the playoffs. I, I, I think the Seattle Seahawks are better than the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, I could see that right now. In the MVP conversation right now, he's playing great football. Better football than we all anticipated going to this season. And the Seattle Seahawks have been pretty damn successful compared to the Rams. True. I mean, you're not, a, it was not anticipated how Geno Smith's playing. It's yeah. like, what, what the hell? <laughs> like, that came out of nowhere. <laughs> Clearly. Clearly. Um, Titans, Texans. Oh, Malik Willis is clearly not the future for the Tennessee Titans. I went against Derrick Henry fantasy. It was a sad day. It's already here. I also went against Tyreek Hill in fantasy. That's sad day. I, I went know. against jo- Josh Allen in fantasy. Sad day. All on the same team. I don't know if you uh, saw the highlights from Malik Willis, but it was like Zach Wilson esque. It was. I didn't. I didn't. I haven't seen a single thing about Malik Willis. Not not a pretty sight. Tannehill make Tannehill looks like a superstar compared to that dude. It's not good. <laughs> But the fact that like Malik will, I know Derrick Henry is ridiculous, but the, and I I understand that Malik Willis is shit. Sounds like how the hell do you still let Derrick Henry run for that much? Literally, just put twelve people in the fucking box. Like Texans, you should know this. Texans. I don't know what they and I feel like this we could just like segue into the trade deadline with this. Why the fuck didn't you trade Brandon Cooks? <laughs> yeah, um, we can go because I, I did hear so allegedly that the Cowboys were trying to trade for him, but for yeah, whatever reason, did like not happen. Third great receiver, you know, it's almost like they had a great three receiver, you know, set before, you know, but uh, anyways, you know, he's balling out in Cleveland, anyways. Um, the trades before the deadline, uh, noted Panthers, Christian McCaffrey, 49ers, 49ers get a second, third and fourth round pick in 2023 and a fifth round selection in 2024. 
Chicago Bears trade Robert Quinn to the Eagles for a 2023 fourth-round pick. Giants trade Kadarius Toney to the Chiefs for a third-round um, compensated with a uh, sixth-round pick in 2023 for both of those picks. Now, here we go. Just as he was shedding tears about Robert Quinn getting traded, Roquan Smith is out the door. Roquan Smith is going to the Baltimore Ravens for a second and fifth round pick in 2023, along with A.J. Klein heading over to the Bears. Uh, let's not forget that he did request the trade uh, before the season and almost threatened to sit out for the season, and he elected to play, and now he's going to be a Baltimore Ravens. He's going to be a contender. They, the Bears have nine, nine picks in the upcoming draft of 2023, three within the first two rounds, and over $100 million in cap space this offseason. Get Justin Fields some fucking help. For the first seven weeks of the season, Fields has taken the most sacks league-wide, 31, and only one of his pass catchers, Darnell Mooney, has more than 14 receptions. Um, for the Ravens, um, they get Roquan Smith, who obviously is a goddamn beast, play all three downs, pressure the quarterback, coverage, run defense. Um, he has the high, he leads the league in tackles with 83, he has two and a half sacks, five pressures, three pass breakups, two interceptions while allowing, allowing 55.3% completion rate and coverage. Um, yeah, he's definitely making an immediate impact, uh, for that Baltimore Ravens team. Are they going to be able to pay him and Lamar? No. no, no way. Lamar's priority. Number one, no way. So it's like you traded for Roquan. Cause let's be honest. How likely, do you, or not? How likely? Where would you put them in? Most likely to win the Super Bowl, probably not top three, right? I'll tell you my top AFC teams right now: Chiefs, Bills. It's a tie, honestly. It's a three-way tie for me right here. Okay. Three-way tie right now with. Still got to put the Bengals in the equation. They did go to the Super Bowl last year. You still have to put them in the equation. If two is healthy, that fucking Dolphins team is scary, dude. I think people really got to stop underestimating two and the Dolphins. They look really, really good. And then the Ravens. Because even just like overall. Brand Staley for the Chargers will find a way to fuck it up. Belichick, I wish the Patriots, you know, can. Get Josh McDaniels back? Get a better quarterback, I guess. I don't know. I feel like if they had a top 15 quarterback, they would be significantly better than what they are right now. Uh, it's just like, it just seems like you're like going, going for it, but I don't think it's that likely that the Ravens would win a Super Bowl. So it's like, I feel like you'd want to re-sign Roquan Smith because it could be like their Ray, their Ray Lewis, you know? So it's like, you're going to have to move something. Well, I think so I don't know their cap space like that. I mean, they're always supposed to have a great defense, especially this year too. Honestly, ever since Matthew Judon went to the Pats, their defense has been different in the front seven. Thank you. Absolutely. And then after this news broke, because this is all in order here, Kyle. I'm going complete order here from news that broke today. That's good. By the way, the most trades that were made before the trade deadline NFL history, 10. On the day of, 10. Uh, The 6-1 Minnesota Vikings, major shocker, trade for tight end TJ Hawkinson, uh, they're sending a second and fourth round pick in 2023 to Detroit. And um, the Lions are getting, oh, wait, no, it's the other way around. Lions are getting a second and fourth round pick in 2023. Am I reading this right? What the fuck? I think I wrote this backwards. They're sending second and fourth round picks in 2023 to the Lions while they're receiving tight end TJ Hawkinson, a 2023 fourth round pick and a conditional 2024 fourth rounder. Okay, does that make sense? Does that sound a lot smoother than the way I was trying to spit it out before? Yeah. Why the hell would you trade him in division? Yeah, this is a big win for the Vikings, a major loss for the Lions. Because Even the, pa- the I don't Packers know, are like, you know, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but as it pertains to complete percentage, the tight ends, the Vikings are at the bare, you know, the bottom with Irv Smith Jr., who uh, just received, who just got a high ankle sprain as well. So he's, he's out like eight to ten weeks, I think they said. But yeah, it's that was surprising because not the fact that he got traded, but because I was talking with a guy at work, I was like, first off, why the hell would you fucking trade in division? First off, but second off, he he said, 
why would you trade a second round pick for a tight end? Hawkinson, good tight end, but not like a level of like a Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle when he's healthy. And I told him, I was like, the way my price tag would go, if I was the lines in this case is, if it's an AFC team, the base price, let's say fourth round pick. If it's an NFC team, it's NFC in general, not in the division, price gets up a little bit, third round pick. If it's in division, it gets even up even more now to a second round pick. Absolutely. But it's so surprising that you trade in, in division. You do not see that that often, especially with the deadline. I think that's the first time I've ever seen it. I can't recall another time. But even just a you know a pretty good player, like most times if you do see that, it's with like end of the roster, like bench guys. But a well-known tight end of TJ Hawkins caliber, like, hey, I mean, that makes it. Year where he had like 10 receptions, 175 plus yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, it, right now, he went off. It was the week prior yeah. to the Patriots. He, yeah, it, it makes it makes sense of, you know, why they got him, especially once the Irv Smith uh, Jr. story came out of his injury. It's like, oh, okay. Now we know why. Because you need someone because – say it again? Never mind. I thought Minnesota was on a bye this week. I was like, fuck. He had eight receptions, 179-yard receiving yards, and two touchdowns against – the New Orleans Saints. Was that that ridiculously high-scoring game? Uh, against the Saints, they... Oh, they, they fucked this up. They have his numbers, but they have it with the Vikings schedule, not the Lions schedule. I was, oh, going, well. I was going through my uh, fantasy way to make it um, easier. I guess I'm going to have to Google this whole thing. I was looking at them like, wait a second. <clears throat> Lions only oh, well. have one win. Why is it showing six Ws? Oh. <laughs> that explains it. Yeah. Let me find out for you. Um, so that game that he went off, it was week five. One, two, three, four. Or one, two. It was against the Seahawks, where it was 48-45. Yeah, that high yep. school. Yeah. Okay. Fair, fair, fair. All right. And then right after the Hawkinson trade... Chase Claypool was traded to the Chicago Bears. Um, Chicago Bears, obviously they need more wide receivers. I mean, Darnell Mooney is okay, but we've seen what Chase, Chase Claypool can do. He's a big body, six foot four, 238 pounds, has had some uh, moments with the Pittsburgh Steelers, with Big Ben, with Kenny Pickett, with Mitch Trubisky. He's, you know, I think he's very underrated. And I think with him getting the shot to be the clear number one option because I think it's uh, settled for Deontay Johnson over in Pittsburgh. He has his chance mm-hmm. to shine. I, th- I still think Claypool is probably an average at best f- number one. I would say a good two or like a great three. That's how I, I still Robin to a Batman. Yeah. I feel, I feel like that's how it is. Like it's, it, it's an interesting pick because you thought maybe they were almost like kind of once he traded Roquan, he was like, okay, they're maybe kind of going in like tink ish mode. But they traded for Claypool. It's like, okay. Side, which they should. I mean, this is your quarterback of the future. You should really try to build off that offense. You know, I'm not saying yeah, but- cancel the defense like like the Lions did. That's the reason why the Lions are one and six. The offense is doing its jobs. So the defense can't fucking stop a, a fucking cold if they wanted to. Yeah. Uh, but it's just, but you're just thinking like. The Packers are like, you know, you think Packers fans are like, are we serious? Like, we can't even get Chase Claypool? Like, because. Well, trust me, we'll get to the Packers. We'll get to the Packers. We'll get to all the teams that should have made a trade that didn't. Um, Bradley Chubb, um, it was more likely than not if the Broncos lost to the Jaguars that he'd be traded, that he'd be traded away. They won, so everybody thought he was going to stay put. And then stop the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins, since the trade they made with the San Francisco 49ers with the uh, Trey Lance trade, all the first-round picks have turned to Jalen Waddle drafted, Tyree Kill, and now Bradley Chubb. And this is all thanks to Laramie Tunsil. What? How they all played out? Because I believe wasn't Laramie Tunsil the guy with the uh, the bong mask? Yep. How that one picture sets all that in motion years down the road. Holy fuck! <laughs> yeah. Like, wow. I mean, that tra- was surprising. Say it again. He traded Chase Edmond uh, shortly after, but um, I, I I didn't think the Broncos were going to end up trading Bradley Chubb. 
They, now they lost both their edge guys because they traded Von Miller last year. Now Bradley Chubb's gone. Patrick Sertain is like on a lonely island in that Broncos defense of names that I yep. can think of. Justin Simmons as well. Sure. There's their safety. Pretty good safety. But that uh, this was brought up in this uh, text chat I'm in. Oh, they don't believe, too, I forgot. They don't believe in uh, Russell Wilson, do they? Because you wouldn't trade someone of Bradley Chubb's caliber when you just signed someone of Russell Wilson. Dude. It's caliber to that much money, do they? He's cringy. Like, the, I, I can understand why the Dolphins are going for it. I still don't think – I'm still one of those people into – even though Tua's made me a believer somewhat. Like, I still don't think he's, like, an elite quarterback. I, I think he's an above average, above average quarterback when – when he's healthy and it's not, you know, getting fucked up by concussions. Yes. But I don't, I still don't think they're better than the Chiefs, better than the Bills. No. And, and in the NFC, in the NFC off the top of my head, I still don't think they're better than a team of the Eagles caliber. But I mean, goddamn, you're going for more fucking power to you. It better fucking work. <laughs> Is Tua better than Geno Smith? Yes. Is he better than Trevor Lawrence? I think so far he's probably playing better. Tannehill? Oh, yeah. Matt Ryan? Baker Mayfield? No. Yep. Everyone's playing better than those still. Jimmy G? I give the I, nod to I, Tua. I would still take Jimmy G over him. I would give the nod to Tua. Um, Kirk Cousins? I think uh, Kirk Cousins is playing better, right? The exception of primetime games. Uh, but if it's primetime game, I'm taking two all day. Um, everybody that I have behind Tua, he's clearly better than Zach Wilson, Carson Wentz, Daniel Jones, Jameis Winston, Justin Fields, Jared Goff, Mitch Trubisky, Trey Lance, Sam Darnold, Marcus Mariota, Kenny Pickett, Davis Mills. I would give him the nod over Geno Smith. I still, the thing that I worry about with him and why I don't think that they'll win the Super Bowl or at least even make it to the Super Bowl would be you, you're going to have to play the Chiefs and or the Bills at some point, especially in Buffalo. It's going to be fucking cold, probably pretty cold in, in KC. And he has a he's an accurate quarterback, just doesn't have that great of an arm in the cold. How effective is that going to be? That's why I feel like he like he will struggle then, and especially when playing a defense of the Bills caliber. Yeah, we're yeah. Davis White. Yeah, so that's where I would I really w- would worry about it, but I ain't a GM. Well, uh, the Miami Dolphins also sent a f- fifth round pick to the 49ers for Jeff Wilson Jr. because obviously the Niners don't need him because they have goddamn Christian McCaffrey, yeah. Eli Mitchell when he comes back. Um, that that's uh, for another story, I guess. Uh, the Jaguars, this was completely shocking, and I don't think anybody yeah. believed in this, is that the Jacksonville Jaguars trade for Calvin Ridley. When Calvin Ridley made his one bet of the season for the Atlanta Falcons, it was against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And now yep. he's... And you saw if the thing you, that hold I... On, uh... hold on, hold on. It, Dad, if you really think that Tua is better than Dak Prescott right now, you're insane. You're insane. No. No. But did you saw the thing that I sent to you about that trade, about how it's – I'm trying to remember off the top of my head where it's like – I think it's a fourth-round pick. If it if it's incentive, certain incentives, it can reach a third. And if they sign into an extension, it turns into a second. I got it all right here for you, buddy. All right, here it goes. According to NFL Network's Ian Rappaport, the Jaguars sent a conditional 2023 pick to the Falcons that will be a fifth-rounder if Ridley eventually gets reinstated and a sixth-rounder if he remains banned from league. Jacksonville also give the Falcons a conditional 2024 pick that could turn into a fourth-rounder if Ridley makes a team, a third-rounder if he meets a playing-time threshold, and a second-rounder if the Jaguars sign him to a long-term deal. So, yeah, I'll sign him to a long-term deal if I can get him to agree. So it's like, hey, um, we know what your gambling habits are like. Here's... Uh, Four years, thirty-six mil. Yeah, like second round pick out of it. That's nice. That mil. was, I think, that was the most surprising thing because I didn't know that you could tr- tr- trade suspended players. I guess I was sleeping. I, I didn't know it was neither, but uh, yeah, it's that was a, it's a good pickup. 
year before, uh, let's see, before the NFL suspended Ridley, his receiving yard total rose in each of his first three seasons. He hauled in a career-high 90 passes for 1,374 yards and nine touchdowns in 2020. So this guy is not a bum. He just made a mistake. Yeah, it's, it's a surprising pickup. I mean, see how it plays out next year. Him, Christian Kirk, Trevor Lawrence, Charles Etienne. It's not like he uh, murdered someone. It's not like he beat a woman. It's not like he said anything racist. All he did was make up a gamble, make a bet, and they suspend him for a year for it. Meanwhile, Deshaun Watson rapes 20-plus women, only 11 games. NFL logic. Just like NFL logic. Pat McAfee show. Pat McAfee, nominated for the Hall of Fame, not allowed to use any logos. Can't even mention the NFL. That's going to be us eventually. Oh, of course. And the last one, the Washington Commanders deal William Jackson III and a conditional seventh-round pick in 2025 to the Steelers in exchange for a conditional 20s, um, a six-rounder in 2025 uh, via the Washington Post. yippee mm. kite. Did No, I think you're missing one. Naeem Hines to the Bills. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Naeem Hines to the Bills, which will be the passing back, which could make an immediate impact if they could figure out how to use the running backs properly. I still think he like there's a chance he could even be he could even be the main the main back because he's not a bad running running back. Like he's very good, obviously, in the receiving game, which the Bills just sometimes essentially solely do and just say completely fuck running the ball unless it's with Josh Allen. But I saw that, I'm like it's not not bad because I don't know if they were in on McCaffrey and if they were to what extent. Not Bad, not you know. For when I saw that, I'm like, hmm. Like it provides a good speed explosiveness from the running backs that the other running backs I think were lacking. They were mostly like power backs. They w- didn't really have that speed element that uh, Hines has. Yeah, it's definitely a dynamic player that they're adding onto their offense and uh, comes at a cheaper price than what you have to give for Alvin Kamara. Fuck yeah. <laughs> If the Bills, you know, you'll take that chance with the paying significantly less. Yeah, and I think he's under contract, too. And it's not that bad of a contract from what I remember. So that's a good move good for them. Um, Anything else you want to talk about? We got our picks coming up on Thursday. Yeah. Who do you think should have made some trades? Because I oh, feel like fucking Packers. That's probably no. no. Uh, I'll give you teams that shouldn't be traits. Green Bay because there were so many receivers available with Claypool. Um, I think Darnell Mooney was even available. Brandon Cooks. The Patriots were getting calls for Jacoby Myers and Kendrick Bourne. So obviously those guys were involved in talks. The fact that they didn't even make a move for anything offensively. Aaron, all right, you want to be that way? Then this is what you got. This is what we're giving you to work with. That, that's good the way luck. I, that's <laughs> the way I say they're like, they're basically saying you want to throw us under the bus and all your press, you know, your media coverages and everything. Well, go do it all by yourself. Have fun. Yep, I feel like the patch, the Pats should have made a a trade, like in terms of trading away. Like I wouldn't find with them trading away, John Smith. Nelson Aguilar, get the fuck out. Nobody's but, gonna want those guys except for like a fifth, sixth rounder, and I'd be fine with that. At that, especially with Aguilar, just I, I don't think get the fuck out of Dodge. Well, you gotta remember they're giving John a good amount of money, so you know I'm not giving up a fifth, sixth round pick when I'm paying him all that money. Um, but yeah, that Packers, what the I fuck? Got a receiver to help Daniel Jones out and spread out that offense. I'm surprised they didn't make a move. Um, the Texans should have traded away Brandon Cooks, so like get some more draft capital. Um, I think the Steelers did a good job at the deadline getting some draft capital. Um, the Bears, I think, are big winners today at the trade deadline. I think the Jets should have traded Elijah Moore to wherever. Uh, he's clearly disinterested, um, and, and especially in the pat in the post game coverage where he talks about he doesn't get the ball when it comes to making a, a connection with Zach Wilson. That's not something you want to hear, especially when your team is five three. Um. I think the Vikings did a good job bringing in another offensive threat to help out Kirk Cousins. Hawkinson could block well. 49ers did 
fucking amazing when it comes to bringing in uh, Christian McCaffrey, Eagles, Robert Quinn. Bradley Chubb with the Dolphins. Mm-mm-mm. Yep. Um, I don't think the Cowboys were desperate to make a trade, so I'm not going to put them in the equation. They're doing pretty damn well. Eagles did a good job. Um, I will say the Cardinals need to fire Cliff Kingsbury. Why so? Three and five. We still think they got with Hopkins now, though. They think yeah. I think I they got a chance to turn them, turn a turn it around now. To what extent? I think that's maybe what they're thinking about. We'll, we'll, we're going to give them some time. So we'll probably fire him at the end of the season. He's going to get fired at some point. He's not doing a good job. Um, the Rams but, they have nothing to trade because they gave away all their picks. They have nothing to trade away. Um. I think the Saints are looking at this NFC South and saying, you know what? We could still win this thing, so I'm not going to give up Kamara just because everybody wants him. It's got to come at Hall because Kamara is a top-five running back in football. Yeah, he is. Got, and they got him in the fourth round, I believe it was. Good God. Yep. Uh, People were Panthers, missing a lot of shit. Panthers should have traded away DJ Moore. I don't think um, they're, I don't think it's going to be sustainable that them staying in the second or third place. I think they're going to be the last-place team upcoming. Um, so they should try to trade away DJ Moore. Uh, it all depends on you know what teams are willing to give them. I think they wanted a second round pick for him, and if I'm a team, I maybe think about doing so after that amazing catch um, against the Falcons. But no one pulled the trigger. I wonder if because um, did they pay him yet? Is he under like a second contract? Do you know off the top of your head? Not off the top of my head, I can uh, check to see. Yeah. But because I, I wonder maybe like they're thinking is they did. Okay. So I'm thinking my thinking is maybe they try to draft a quarterback this year and they want to have a receiver DJ Moore's caliber there. Maybe that's what they're thinking. Maybe they set the price high. If no one pays that, you have him for the rookie if they draft. Moore and the Panthers agreed to a three years sixty one point eight eight million dollar contract extension in March. The deal in, in, to, um, includes forty one point six one million guaranteed. It keeps him under team control through the 2025 season. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure if they trade him, that, you know, probably going to be a good size cap hit for that. So They're already taking a cap hit with Matt Rule. They sold him like 50 or $60 million, I'm pretty sure. Does that actually work into the cap, though, what you're paying oh, for? No, the but they're wasting $50 million on a, a fucking college quarterback that was a disaster in the beginning to start with. True. Yeah. Not the best move. No. But Matt Rule, hey, good for you, Matt Rule. <laughs> yeah, congratulate. You can drop that ring once today, but I bet. Got great hands. Today you do. Last week it was, or last week, yeah, it was like three or four times you dropped it. Twice. No, you dropped it a third time. False. Whatever. I, I have the film. You don't. I can recap it, but I choose not to. I better <laughs> look at you all day. <laughs> mean. <laughs> Uh, any other teams? Seattle, no. Uh, San Fran, great job. Rams, they have nothing. Cardinals, no. With the Seahawks, did you did you see the thing that Tyler Lockett said about oh people not wanting all the Tyler Lockett said about people not wanting all credit? Just a Uh, shot at Russell, a shot at him, just like like. I feel like it's coming more and more obvious by almost the day that maybe the Legion of Boom wasn't wrong, you know, about hating Russell. I feel like it's, I feel like I just fucking dropped the ring. Ah! <laughs> but I feel like everyone was on the op was in Russell's side when that stuff with Legion of Boom was starting. Now it's like the opposite. Cause I know, I know for sure you are about him. Like you not a fan of his at all right now. And after how Lockett says that like, mm, it's not looking great. Right. But Denver paid him what two forty five. Look, same contract that Kyler Murray got. Kyler Murray's probably spending on, on a very uh, extravagant, um, Call, Call of Duty, Duty setup. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. Um, yeah. I think that just about does it. I believe so. You have a house or something? What the fuck was that? Do I have one? 
Yeah, house phone or something. I heard some in the background. I'm like, what the hell is that? It's not coming from here. I'm all by myself. Probably the TV. Uh, 10 4, 10 4. God damn it, oh. too loud. I think it's time for you and I to enjoy some TV. I'm curious to see how this Nets team's doing post uh, Steve Nash and. Uh, Probably dog shit like always. Uh, your fucking hairline. Uh, that's My it. My hairline's actually pretty, pretty good. All right, all right. Well, the, your pick selection. Free Jersey. I can't wait. All right. We'll be back on Thursday, everybody. Um, Thank you all for tuning in. The laptop is working tremendously now. We should be all set. Knock on wood. Um, I'm Yay. That's Kyle. That's the sports cave. And we are out.